Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of One Vision. I would like to welcome back to the show a good friend. I wouldn't say an old friend, a good friend, Ralph Dukembe, CEO of FinTech Week London. Um, as our regular listeners would recall, he was with us last year in the show right before we kicked off the FinTech Week London as well. So welcome back, my friend. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for not calling me old in your introduction as well. It's uh, very much appreciated, and I'm very happy to be back here, of course. <laughs> it's all relative. Remember, age is a number. Um, very true, and old. you're only as old yeah. as you feel, right? Exactly, and your best years are always ahead of us. I mean, I should know because I'm going to be celebrating 50 this year. So um, I am going to live the life that we want it to be because... We can dictate what we want to do in the future. Now, before we talk about the upcoming show, I want to walk us back in time a little bit. Let's travel back in time because last year's show was kind of fun. Um, it was the, oh, let's all get back together in the city because we have been in the COVID hole for three years. And it was amazing. It was just seeing people, right, in real life was really nice and as I recalled, it was really crowded. It was very well attended. I loved the content. But walk us through, what were some of the most memorable things from last year's show? Yeah, it was it was great to have everybody there in person because we went to full capacity of the of the venue right the year before we had to do half capacity a meter and a half distancing between everyone with the mask still uh, fully mandated. So so last year felt uh, almost normal I should say. Um and it was great I think um we we had uh, the deputy mayor opening we had a great panel on on the evolution of banking which again was all female with tech passport and morgan stanley uh macquarie group and zopa so i i think that was a great opener that was a very strong signal to um to the community as well on on what we think is important and my personal um uh, my personal peak of the of the event was of course um the previous mayor for for chicago Lori Lightfoot, who joined me on stage for a fireside chat, um, who is such a powerful person, who has so much to say. Um, and, and it was great meeting her in advance. She did a, she did a, sorry, she did an interview for CNN, uh, while she was there, uh, on, uh, on gun laws and, uh, on, on the gun restrictions. So, uh, on stage, we talked about fintech, but also diversity. That was an amazing moment for me personally. I remember that one. And I remember originally when I saw the agenda, I'm like, why would Ralph put someone, a mayor of Chicago, on a show in FinTech Week London? But as you talk through it, I remember I was like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. And 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 what I loved, in addition to that, was you guys also hosted a book signing for me. That was most grateful. Um, that was wonderful. But but. I think the show for me, I don't know if, you know, everyone saw the same thing, but the show for me, it represented how our FinTech ecosystem needs to be. Different people bringing, coming from different uh, walks of life, being in the same place, representing different corners of our beliefs. And it was just, it was just a nice melting pot. And it was perfect being in London because London is a melting pot of sorts of people from everywhere. So I very much look forward to this year, but I did understand that this year we are going to have a new location. And what else is new this year? Yes, definitely uh, a completely new location, uh, something out of the ordinary 
um, we're actually going to be at the at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So it's a it's a football stadium. Um, the way I introduce it to my friends as Beyonce is there, and then two weeks later uh, we do our event there. Um, not necessarily a hundred percent the same though. She she sold out the bowl multiple times. Um, we're in one of the atriums, uh, but still Beyonce and I uh, on the same place on stage is very close to each other in two weeks. So that's uh, that's not the main reason we did it there, but it's definitely a cool thing to say uh, to say to friends. But um, no, uh, all kidding aside, the, the stadium is, is state of the art. It's won uh, multiple awards. It's a great business center. Um, uh, to get there, there's there's um, uh, overground trains. We're organizing a shuttle service uh, together with PaceMe. So it's going to be not that hard to get there. For, for somebody outside of London, it's going to be very easy to get there. People in London sometimes um, have a bit of apprehension against uh, using something else than the underground but um, but it's still a part of London, and it's it's an amazing part of London to show. They're great to work with. It's it's um, really state of the art. It's fully digital. Um, we have two floors that we can use there. So I'm actually really excited because once you're inside, it feels like a, almost a five star hotel. Actually. Two floors. So one floor will hear you with the karaoke and then the other floor we're going to have content <laughs> yes uh, yes one one floor will be a dedicated uh, karaoke main stage <laughs> uh, we'll have one one floor with the uh, with the main stage and one floor with the expo with the exhibition um and and that's not the only thing that's that's new this year uh, we're also introducing a few concepts that we want to try out and we want to get people's um opinions on um one is go is um that we're going to do a speed dating session um, so together with Passport, we're going to do, well, a speed networking, <laughs> I can't call it speed dating. Um, we're going to do a speed networking session with uh, banks, insurers, uh, VC funds and service providers. And on the other side, fintech companies and insurtech companies um, that are looking to, to make those connections. Because we see these events are about two things, right? It's about thought leadership and, and knowledge, but it's definitely also about the networking. And we try to see how can we support that networking in the best way. We have our mobile app for connections. We have the attendee website that actually through AI gives you suggestions of who you should meet. But we definitely also want to up our game and say, well, if you come here, register for that one hour session and you'll meet 25, 30 people because it's three minutes uh, a conversation. And that's all you need to see if you um, hit it off and if there's something that you can do into a mutual benefit. And then it's on the first day. So it still leaves the time to then say afterwards, okay, that person, that person, really interesting. We want to organize a second chat that's obviously longer and more significant than the, than the full three minutes that you get in the initial conversation. So first day and second date. All right. What else is new on the agenda? Um, we uh, are including uh, inclusive ESG on the agenda. Um, that's something new. Um, um, last year, we, we did not have that in, in the agenda. We're including InsureTech as an official big part of the agenda. Um, we, we have some great people in uh, in the content board, we have uh, Joel Blake, um, who's doing the inclusive ESG actually together with yourself because you're doing, uh, you're giving us so much input and support there as well. And, uh, Louise O'Shea on, on InsureTech. And, and we're continuing, um, uh, the embedded finance, um, um, conversations. We're continuing the trending in finance conversations, taking a look at crypto still because a lot of, as has, sorry, has happened there. Um, and overall, I think the theme is very relevant. Um, we're, we're looking at um, 
from flux to flow, um, kind of evolving the future of finance, um, which we're doing because there is something happening in the industry. Um, I want to avoid the word crisis, but I've said it now anyway, because that sounds very negative. And as soon as you say that, everybody puts their foot on the brakes and the industry comes to a halt. I think there is there is a reorganization and a shuffle happening, and it's something we need to address. But I want to address it from a pragmatic and positive view. And that might be a little bit because that's in my nature as well. But I want to look at what can we do as a community, as an in- industry to kind of get through this and not just say, oh, there is a problem and I'll go and sit and talk about the problem without talking about potential ways out of uh, the situation. I, I like how you present it. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. The industry is going through some changes um, in, in multiple fronts, right? We see neobanks, for example, they are growing up. Some of them are growing up um, and they're realizing, wait a minute, we need to be profitable. Now, how do we work through this with the current climate? And then you have the incumbents who are saying, oh, wait a minute, given all of the uh, uncertainty in the economy, um, given all of the things that's happening across the pond here in the U.S., how is that going to impact us and the global view? Um, and then you have the the political turmoil, um, the social changes and all of that. It feels like a um, confluence of sorts of so many changes going on. What the heck are we going to to do. Um, can you share with us, given all of that, um, what are some of the different conversations that we'll be having this year? What are some of the speakers that you have already lined up? I heard you you mentioned Joe. I, I am absolutely looking forward to it because I was so bummed last year. We missed him. Um, so this is going to be fab. Uh, what else do we do we have to look forward to? Yeah, I mean, um, there's. I think there's like you say, right, there's a lot happening in regulation. So we have the FCA that will join us. Uh, there'll be a key person from the FCA uh, who'll do an, an opening chat. There'll be a conversation potentially on digital assets and regulation. And and regulatory is something that, that is creeping into many more conversations as well, even if we look at what's trending and technology to support um, uh, regulation, rec tech. Um, so that's definitely part of what's happening in the industry and part of what we're going to see on stage, but also funding and what's happening to funding. Uh, we did our uh, review with a Steerco of, of, of 12 brilliant people who looked at what's happening with funding and financing in the industry. Um, and I think there's, there's opportunities. There's a sort of normalization happening where um, these overvaluated companies, which was unrealistic to begin with, that's stopping. But on the other hand, and that brings me to another person you you know, and and I dare even say love without asking you, is we're talking about embedded finance with with uh, Lida Glyptis from 10x Banking. But there's been so much happening there. There's been so much infrastructure that has been made. There's been so much preparation for open banking that it's actually a great time to start companies in the fintech industry because funding will look at, wow, all this infrastructure is built. Now build your solution on top of that. And you don't have to start from zero, build it all yourself. No, it's there and it's there to take advantage of. So there are still opportunities, but it's 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 a different world, but it's a different world all over. And that's, like you said, if you look at, at what happened um, uh, throughout the world, uh, the politics that are changing and what's happening in, in different countries, including Ukraine, um, there's, there's definitely things happening that are influencing the industry that are bigger than us. 
Um, and that's something we're also uh, not shying away from. I think we are, we're looking at um, FinTech for Good still as one of our main teams. What can we do to, to help the world out or at least to make the world of banking a bit more human? And there I'm, I'm stealing your, uh, your panel because you came up with that name. So uh, I'm taking all credit for your work right now. Um, but that's something that, that's really important. And then we can't sit still and we have to look at the future. And, and I'm really happy that we have people like Julia Streets joining us who are looking at the metaverse. Again, not in this sort of wavy kind of dreamy way of this, this far away metaverse, but no, what do you need to do as an industry now to prepare for later and what's going to be concrete practical uh, examples and tips that we can use. And on top, on top of that, she's coming back for a second time with her uh, comedy uh, fintech uh, shutdown show, uh, which was a big hit last year. I personally have never laughed so much at my own events than I did during those 20 minutes while they were playing the, the fintech quiz on stage with the comedian. So, um, so that's something to look for. I love that. I miss that too. So I would, I would uh, definitely be be sitting there and uh, enjoying it. I love Julia. She's hilarious. So it's, uh, it's, it's <laughs> looking forward to it. Now, in the beginning, when we were talking, you touched on something that I know you're super passionate about, and it's something that I am also super passionate about. Um, is DEI, and um. I know you have worked extremely, extremely hard in the last two years of the event to make sure that we can at least get to 50-50 on gender. Um, I know we still have work to do on other aspects of diversity, but I do want to ask you, um, why is this so important to you, especially given when there are so many other fintech conferences and I'm losing count um, that are just happy with having medals everywhere. And it's depressing to see because I thought with, you know, three years of COVID hole, I thought we had learned. I thought we had learned that we need to be better. I thought we had all the metrics that we need on not just why we need to do better, but but the demonstrating the positive outcomes of it. But yet, recently even, um, I keep noticing more and more of our fintech conferences, um, you know, or even finance conferences in our industry, it's predominantly men again. Um, what 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 on earth is happening? And what do you think our industry needs to do? Um, and how can we collectively help to help them think differently? I'm at a loss. I would say. Yeah, I I 100% agree. Of course, I'm I'm not an industry expert, but I can speak from my personal uh, experience. I think. For me personally, uh, and that's the first part of your question is why is it important? I think diversity is something that adds value no matter what. I'm also um, uh, gay myself, which means diversity and representation is something that I haven't always seen, like you say, in this this uh, white, uh, straight, male-dominated industry, uh, especially years back. So it's something that to me is is inherently important to anything you do and determines your success. I think that's because in my first experiences, um, when I was working, I've always worked in diverse teams. I've always actually worked in teams where there was more women than men. And I've on only seen the value in that because there's always somebody that has a different experience, a different opinion, a different way of looking at things that will help you further than if you just gather a bunch of the same people around you. So I think I've, I've realized that in, in an early 
age in my professional career that that diversity is something that adds value and it's not something that takes away value. And it's sad to see that there are conferences and, and events and companies where um, it's either not their priority or, and I think that's what happened a little bit as well uh, with the current um, uh, situation in the industry, some of the layoffs. Um, I think when hiring, people were purposefully looking at diversity. Um, I think when firing, unfortunately, that isn't always part of the equation. It's looking at it from an economical benefit. It's looking at it from a price and cost perspective. And it's sometimes looking at it from a, a last in first out perspective, which is so damaging to all the good work that the industry has done. Um, and I can imagine when, when you're going into a sort of panic and problem solving mode, um, that you rely on some of the automatisms of the past, but it's 2023. It's not the moment to just go back to uh, a bunch of uh, of uh, bros uh, or old white men, depending on if you're talking about uh, the fintech side or the, the incumbent side, um, that are going to, to solve the problems. I think problem solving is part of what a diverse team does best. So keeping that diverse team for the future is the only way you will survive um, this wave as well. And I think we made some changes as well. We um, were doing very well, as you say, on, on uh, female to male or on gender ratios uh, on stage. We've always had more women than men, which I'm very proud of. But rightfully so. We had some comments last year about um, um, some people of color missing on stage where it was unfortunate because we had a few last minute cancellations. But still, I always say you have to own it and then say, listen, if a few last minute cancellations can drastically change the way your your panels and your uh, conference looks then you didn't do well enough so um that's something we're really focusing on uh, both on stage and off stage actually we've added um a dni questionnaire in the registration process uh, which is fully voluntarily of course nobody's uh, forced to say that which 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 we will use to get insights valuable insights of who's on stage who's um, in the audience, people can self-identify, which I think is very important. We're very clear in the reason why we ask and, and um, people can skip it, as I said before, but it will give us a good view of, are we actually doing the right things or are we in need of, of more work? And we've also created um, uh, diversity at fintechweek.london. If there's anything happening on stage or off stage that you don't agree with, that you feel you want to share with us, that you feel um, we're not doing well or anything that just concerns you or um, uh, feedback or tips that you have for us. Um, that's something that will be monitored with high priority as well. I, I like that. And, and one thing that demonstrates what you're doing without you actually saying is, is intention. We have to be intentional in what we do. It's not just saying, oh, yeah, we care. And then, you know, we try to find things to check the boxes. Actually, from the beginning to the end and how you're thinking through the program, um, who is who has a voice on the table and who gets to give you input. I think all of that is important. And thank you. Thank you for doing that, Ralph. I, I mean it um, in the bottom of my heart. I, I can count the number of events that are doing what you're doing with one hand and that's bad it reflects poorly on our industry we serve a diverse group of audience in the world many people need banking services um and yet that is not reflected 
in our industry events that is not reflected in the people that get to be in a position of power to make decisions. And we have work to do, as you say. But for sure. <laughs> onward. Um, on a broader sense, before we close, I want to ask you, what crystal ball predictions do you have for our industry? What are some of the things that we will be expecting trending to see since trending in fintech is going to be one of the panels and threats <laughs> in the conference? Yes. Um, uh, well, unfortunately, I don't have a real crystal ball, but uh, but uh, luckily uh, we do have some content uh, that's looking looking forward. I think first of all we'll see a bit more of the current situation. I think it'll it'll stay on for a bit, and there will be more reorganization, more mergers, more acquisitions, and a bit more of a what I call normalization of the industry, where we'll go back to to um, uh, some some less uh, less flashy, less less fancy, less overvalued um, uh, companies, but still uh, companies. And I think uh, you use the word intention that are intentionally working towards benefiting the consumer, because I think that might have been forgotten for some time is that we're doing this for a person and it's not one person. It's so many people, so many diverse people that are out there that rely on, on what the industry is doing and how the industry is moving forward. So I think it's, it's, the consumer or or the or the client or or whomever you want to call them um, will become more and more important. I think you'll see more collaboration and alignment between regulation and the industry. That's definitely already happening, and and more of that to come. Um, there's also new um, uh, new technologies coming up. Um, the biggest one and the most popular one everybody's heard a, a million times is is AI and, and ChatGPT, of course. Um, but that definitely has a big impact on the industry. Um, but might have a big impact on regulation again as well, because it's open source. People don't always realize that. So um, I think regulation, AI are, are two big things. Um, you could even look at, at uh, RegTech, digital transformation, um, and I think consumer issues. And then something else I think will, will always play a big role. It's not new, but it is still important, is talent. Um, talent is something that will always play a role, whether it's acquisition of talent, um, retainment of talent, um, where is the talent and how can uh, a city like London, uh, which has so much, uh, like you said, is such a melting pot and has so many diverse people um, rely on that. But how are other cities also and regions in the world um, that are very talented playing a role in this big world because post-COVID, I mean, it has only accelerated digitization. It has only accelerated working from different locations. So the world has really opened up a little bit more, I think. Um, and that's something that will play a big role. And of course, uh, I mentioned it before, but the metaverse is something that is is um, going to be uh, of big influence um, in, in the industry. But I, I personally, I believe it, it needs a little bit longer uh, in the oven to to reach the homes of of everyone, I think it's something that's been discussed very much with the tech side and with with the techie people and the early adopters. Um, uh, potentially, I think in a few years that will play a big role. But we need to prepare for it because you cannot say, "Oh well, it's too new, it's too out there, we won't look at it." You really need to prepare as an industry to make sure that um, you're you're ready for what your consumers and your clients want want and and i think that uh, i hope um if not uh, if it's not a prediction it's at least a really really big hope of me that um the priority of the consumer and the human beings behind who those consumers are 
is something that is going to be of bigger effect in, in the future for our industry. I cannot agree more. I am a strong believer of don't do tech for tech's sake, but deploy it to improve the human well-being. Um, at the end of the day, that's what matters because, you know, tech can keep change changing. Um, you can add codes that will keep changing, but what is important at the end of the day is who we serve, the purpose and our values. So this is, this exactly. is wonderful. See, that's why, that's why I love having you on. Um, but this <laughs> is, this is perfect. Thank you so much for sharing the preview of FinTech Week London with us. Before I let you go, where can people find out more about the upcoming conference? So um, we obviously have uh, everything on socials, on um, Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, if you just uh, look for Fintech Week London or me, you'll, you'll find all the information you need. And we have our website, of course, which is fintechweek.london. Um, we have the full program there. We have all the key topics there. The speakers, first batch of speakers has been announced. So uh, on fintechweek.london, they can find any information they want. And they can also buy a ticket for the 19th and the 20th of June in the Tottenham Stadium, uh, if you allow me to plug it. Perfect. All right. And any other football fans who might love the stadium or might get offended by the stadium, doesn't matter because that's the day that we all come together. So thank you so much for joining us on the show, Rev. I look forward to seeing you again in London. And for the rest of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of One Vision. We'll talk to you all next week. 